Well, good morning, everybody. I hope that you discussed all of your favorite parts of summer and how awesome it is. Mine was watermelon. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I love summer. I love uh, being a part of this and awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Well, my name is uh, Blaine Hewitt. If you do not know me, I am the youth pastor here. I get to hang out with all the amazing middle schooler and high school um, kids in our in our church and outside of our church. And I just want to say how often, like, I just, I love my job. And it's, I love, I love my job. I love what I get to do because you know what? There's so much potential in each kid that we get to come across to do so much good in the world. And man, it's just so, so cool to be able, um, yeah, just to, to be able to be in their lives and yeah, I just, it's just an honor. It is an honor. You know, if you're here and maybe you're not a Christian or you're new, I just want to let you know that that is okay, that you don't have to believe to belong and that God actually believes more in you than you believe in him. And so he loves you and he cares for you. And we are so excited that you are here today. Um, and before I preach, I always want to honor Pastor Shane and Mary. We went, um, we had this moment like a meeting, and, and honestly, I had no idea like the history of the church, and we got to hear some of the sacrifice that Shane and Mary has done for us as a church, and I just wanted to say thank you. Could we give them a hand? Just like there, there might be things that we might never get to hear or experience or understand the things that they have done for us as a church and just the sacrifice that they have made. And thank you guys. Like, we love you. Thank you so much for putting your lives and saying yes to Jesus and the testament to me and just that I get now get to run and like to do things in the youth ministry because you guys have sacrificed before. And so thank you. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. And so let's just a special blessing for Pastor Shane and Mary and how awesome that they are. So, I'm going to preach, and I, I'm excited to preach. Like, I was, like, really hoping the worship would get over, because I was like, man, I'm just itching to tell you guys what God has put on my heart. And it is, today, is that the future is limitless. The future is limitless, and so we're going to dive into that. And so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to move. Oh, wait a second. I have Chase Baker up here with me, because I don't know what I'm going to say. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I always do this at youth group. And I don't know, it just always adds something to my heart and it gives me pauses and just, yeah, I just love having Chase up here with me and it makes me feel like I'm not alone. So, yeah, and so Chase is going to be playing the piano while I preach today. And we always do this to say youth group and so, yeah, we're just going to keep it going. So, here, I'm, let me pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much that you are here, God. What you gave me was good. Help me not to mess it up. You are awesome, God. You are great in that you are here, God. And I don't know if everybody feels feels that you are here. I don't know what they've been through this week or what they're facing now, God. But thank you so much that you are here in this moment, whether we feel it or not, God. That you're going to do something great and grand. And would you actually give every single person in this room a one-on-one -on -one experience with you? Not that they would hear my words or anything that I would say, but they would actually experience the presence of God. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So what I wanted to start off with today and what I've grown up with is I have a super, super active imagination. All of my mind and my pictures whenever somebody's talking to me or when I'm talking, I see it in 
pictures. I see it in pictures. And like there's, there's weird things that I have to do through my life. And uh, when I was younger, my mom would have to grab my face and be like, Blaine, you need to listen to me. You need to listen to me. Like, um, and Faith will do the same thing. She'll like be talking to me and everything will just be going over my head. And then she'll look at me like, where are you at right now? Where are you at right now? And so like, I don't know if there's any other men that experience that, but I do. And um, so I have a super, super active imagination. And this might be a little bit like too much information when I say this, but I actually have to imagine myself out of reality to fall asleep. So I have to imagine that I'm the quarterback for the Browns winning the Super Bowl before I fall asleep. Um, I probably like won the Super Bowl 50,000 times. Or I imagine that, I imagine like I'm a superhero. It's like, like I have such a super, active like imagination and it's just like how I work how I do and like even when I talk like I just I just picture and imagine things um, but there's there's a good part of this is that I get really really excited about the future and I get excited about imagining what God can do in our lives but there's also a really bad side to this and I, and I, I struggled with it in high school because I didn't really understand it all the way but I imagine the worst possible outcome sometimes like if something bad happens or something um, I make a bad choice, or there's something on the horizon that I am stressed about. Like, if think, speaking of dreams, like today, I might have had a dream that I had no idea what I was going to say. I was up here with my underwear on in front of you guys, like, just like the worst possible outcomes. And, and then in high school and a little bit into college, I could not sleep because I was so fixated on these bad outcomes that might happen. And so I couldn't sleep because I was just going over and over and over again in my mind because I was so stressed about what could happen or the possibilities of happening. And then um, this past year, I had this crazy thought. I had this crazy thought and I had no idea where it came from. Um, I wasn't in a good place at that moment. But I, I can't remember like the specific time or when it happened or what was going on, but I can remember that we had like this really, really awesome and powerful night at youth group, and then the next week was just terrible. And it was hard and it was rough, and I felt kind of drained. And then that Sunday night, like there wasn't a whole lot of people that came up, and I had this crazy thought that I had never experienced in my life before, and it was like, I have reached my peak. Like, like, and I was like, I'm like this crazy thought. I'm like, I'm like, I'm 23. I'm 24. I just turned 24. But like I, I was 23 at the time, and I'm like, if I just reach my peak, then this is like, man, like I got a long way to go. Like, um, but like, there's this crazy thought of like, it, it's, it's not gonna get better from here. Like God is done using me. God is done. Like, like all of these these weird, crazy thoughts that I, it was, I think, the first time that I had ever experienced that. And I don't know if anybody in this room has ever had that thought, like, God is done with me, or God is, God is just, yeah, like, like, my life, I peaked, everything good has already happened. Um, and I heard this, this quote about, um, like, stress, anxiety, and depression, and it actually really, really got me, and the, 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 the quote was this, is that, Despair comes from not being able to imagine a better future. And I think that's where I was at that night. And I think that's where some of us may be at right now as we sit in this room. Or it's just hard for us because of the choices that we've made or the things that we've said or the things that have happened in our lives. It's really, really hard for us to imagine 
a better future and imagine something better happening. And I honestly think that through 2020, because we had no idea what was going to happen, it was we, all, we were given into despair and depression and hopelessness because we could not imagine tomorrow. We couldn't imagine a, a better tomorrow and so we were left with hopelessness. But I want you to know today that that is my job, is actually to set some people free from despair and hopelessness and to let you know that the best is yet to come. That the best is yet to come for you, the best is yet to come for this church, the best is yet to come for your family, the best is yet to come in your purpose, the best is yet to come overall, that God is always working for the betterment of your future. God works for the good of those who love him. That God works for the good of those who love him. And so this verse, this chapter, this um, my assignment for today is to preach Ephesians 3. And so this is actually the verse that got me out of my despair. And it is this, Ephesians 3.20. We're actually going to be working backwards through the book of Ephesians today. Now to him who is able to, to do immeasurably more, oh gosh, easy for me to say, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all, all we ask or imagine. I think there's this mindset that the Christian has to have, or there's this mindset that we, we can adopt as Christians is that there is always more, that there's always more that God is calling into, there's always more people to reach, there's always more that God is calling us into to do. A mindset of that I am not done yet. Yes, there has been amazing things that have happened in the past. This last year was awesome for our youth group. But there is so much more that God is calling me into. And I don't know where you're at today. or You might be um, just facing some stuff. And I just want you to know that there is more for you. Or maybe you might have faced a dead end. Or there might just look like some dreams or some stuff. is go Like they're just dead. But I want you to know that there is always more, that there is a purpose for you. There is a purpose for every single person in this room that is gifted to you by God. By God. But every single purpose that is given to us, our, but our purpose that is given to us all starts in relationship with God. Because I think our culture, what has happened is that we think that our purpose, that we have to work for it, or we have to work hard, or we have to do all of these things to try to make God happy with us. And so I do things to show off. But I want you to know that purpose always comes from relationships. That purpose always comes from relationships. And so the next verses we're going to read is Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, Hold on. This is the verse before knowing that God does more in our lives than we can ask, think, or imagine. And that you are now to be rooted and established in love. May have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high, high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of of all the fullness of God. Purpose starts in relationship. Me understanding that I can reach people, that I have an amazing purpose, does not start from me trying to work for love or me trying to work from acceptance. No, it is to grasp that 
being rooted and established in love. I work and I minister and I help people from a place, not trying to work for love, but that I am love, that I am accepted by God. And that's why I can know that I can accept and love everybody else because I know that God loves them too. And maybe some of you, I just want to let you know that there is more, yes, of your purpose. But before you can get to the more of your purpose, you have to know that there is more of God. That there is more of God and that my purpose only comes from when I have a relationship with Him. Only comes when I have a relationship with Him and I know that I, lo that I love Him. And the, and the Christians in the room know this, but the only way that I have a relationship with God, the only way that I can start a relationship with God is if I surrender to him, if I surrender to him, that the, our relationship starts with surrender, that my that I surrender my life to him, and then this is when I know that I'm fully accepted and is fully loved by God, and it, this is the next verse that we'll go to, as we see Ephesians 3.14, for this reason I kneel before the Father, for this reason I kneel before the Father. <clears throat> That this, this place of knowing that there's more purpose for me, that God has more in my life, but it starts with relationship. My relationship starts in surrender. Kneeling before the Father is a place of surrender. And I believe that there are three things today, and they all coincide, that we have to give up. That we have to surrender to God to understand that there is more for my life and that, that the future is limitless. And that there, that there are things that we have to surrender, or limits, I should say, that we have to surrender to God today to understand that the future is limitless. And so I believe today that we have to give up the limits that I have put on God. I don't know how you grew up, or I don't know your story, and I don't know your experiences, but some of us today might have some tainted views of who God is, that I have to work, like I said earlier, that I have to work for his love or that that he's this angry God or there's just this tainted view that you have been holding on to for so long or the question I also want to ask is how big how big is your God how big is your God one of the things that I've been really really wrestling with and really really trying to understand recently is that God actually wants the absolute best for me that he absolutely wants the absolute best for my life he wants the absolute best for your life I've been trying to control what God wants to do. I've been trying to control all of those things that are in my life. And I've been limiting God because I think that He doesn't want the best for me. And I've been trying to control my life, but I am not the best one at controlling what happens in my life. God is. And I don't know what you've been boxing in God with, or I don't know the limits that you've been putting on Him. Maybe you have a story and you're just upset with God now, but I want you to know that today is the day that you take the limits off of who God is. Because when we limit God, or when we put God in a box, we automatically put ourselves in a box. And that's the second thing that I think that we need to give up today. And that's the limits that we put on ourselves. The limits that we put on ourselves. Because when you serve a limited God, when you serve a limited God, you automatically limit yourself. And maybe when it might kind of rubs up against your spirit or your soul or your mind when I say that you are limitless. 
but it's because that we serve a limitless God that you are limitless and also might rub up against you because you have heard all of your life, you're not good enough, you'll never do that, your fam- nobody in your family has ever done that. And you've even been telling yourself that you are limited or you can't do these things and it has become your story. It has become your story. But, I, but we need to surrender today the limits that we have put on ourselves. We need to surrender today to say that I am limitless because the God that I serve is limitless. And the big problem with the limits that we put on ourselves is that when we automatically limit ourselves, we actually limit who we think that we can reach. Who we limit who we think we can reach. And so the third thing that we have to give up today is the limits that we have put on the gospel. The limits that we have put on the gospel. In Ephesians 3, 6, it says this. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Christ, with Israel. Members together of, of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. The mystery of the gospel, the mystery of of what God was doing in the earth and what he's doing now is that God has called every single person to himself. And so when I limit myself, I'm actually limiting who I can reach. But I want you to know that the gospel is limitless. And God's intention, the God's intention for this world is that all men would come to him. And so you have to take the limits off of yourself and you have to take the limits off of your gospel if you are going to reach the world because that is who God is calling to himself is a limitless gospel. The gospel is limitless. If you want me to, I'm going to be really, really honest that in the past few months, our, our youth group has really, really grown. And it's been very, very humbling. It's been amazing. But every single time I hear a kid's story or I hear somebody that's coming in, and recently there's been some kids that have come in that honestly I've just been really intimidated by. And it's not because like, I think it's because of their story and what's happening that I get just automatically intimidated because I'm like, I don't know if I have what it takes, but every single time God shows up and God changes their lives. And so I'm just going to make a choice that it doesn't matter who comes in or what their intentions are. I just know if they come enough, the presence of God is going to change them because that's what Jesus does. And so I'm going to decide to just completely take the limits off the gospel and understand that God is calling all men to himself. That God is calling all men to himself and that this gospel is so limitless, it's actually supposed to completely change the world. In Ephesians 3.10, it says this. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. And what this is saying is that our testament of who God is is that all men actually come into the church, that governments and leaders and rulers are supposed to peer in and say, what is going on in there that they can all call all people? And then our and then our testimony is only that Jesus Christ is the ones that changes these lives. And so the gospel is limitless. It's supposed to change the world. And so my conclusion then, after looking at these three things, that, that God is limitless, that I am limitless, that, that the gospel is 
limitless. My conclusion then is that the future is limitless. That the future is limitless. And today, God is inviting every single one of us to step into a future that He has created for us that is limitless, that is amazing, that is adventurous. In this invitation, it takes courage. And, that, and I heard this quote this week, and it's been so stuck in my mind. It's been so stuck in my mind. It says that courage is so much more valuable than talent because so many people are talented, but not enough people are courageous. And so all of us just need to have the courage to say yes to God, to say yes to this li limitless future. There's a future that God is calling all of us into today. And we, need, we just have to say yes. We have to say yes to it. All we need is the courage to say yes, because Joshua already had the promise waiting for him. And all God asked him to do is just to be courageous and just to take the step into it. And so that is the invitation today. And some of you might be thinking, though, I don't think that God really has anything for me. I don't think God really has a future that is set up for me. I've made way too many choices. I've messed up way too many times. The future is not limitless to me because of what I have done. But this is what we're going to end with today. Is that God does not create our future based upon our past. Because he, Jesus rewrites your past because of what he has done on the cross. And he redeems your future. You are not held by the choices that you've made. God is not creating a future based upon the things that you have done. No, he's creating a future for you that is completely based on what he wants to do through your life. So you are not bound by your choices. You are not bound by those things. You're not bound by those things, and I know this too, because in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says this. I actually didn't read the whole verse. I don't know if anybody would be mad at me about that. But, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we at all ask or imagine according to, according to his power. See, God does not work in my life. God does not work in your life according to your power. God does not work in your life according to your choices. God works in your life according to... His power that is at work within us. And I want to live a life, and I believe that you want to live a life too, that is not bound by your power or your choices, but you want to live a life that is completely according to His power. And then when we live our life like this, it can only be seen that it is for God's glory. To Him be the glory in the church, in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Because when we live our lives like in this way, when we live our lives like the future is limitless, God gets all the glory. God gets all the glory. And very recently, God has been, I, I don't know, like God has been just putting in my heart, God has been putting in my soul, and I just keep hearing it over and over again. It's this, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. And I just and I just feel it. I just like I just hear God saying that. And I just want you to know too is that God is saying the same thing to you that God is asking you to get ready for a future. God is getting ready for you just just to get ready. Get ready for amazing things that God has for you. Because God has an amazing future for you and this church, and He is calling us into it today. And so let me pray for you, and then we're gonna sing. So Dear Jesus, thank you so much that you have created a future, that you have done so many amazing things for us, God, and that you are going to do amazing things through us, God. Would we have the courage and the hope and just 
just to say yes to what you have for us, to step into a future that you have created for all of us, and just to have the courage to say yes. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.